Hi, Emily. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to finally chat with you via Zoom. <laughs> it would be better in person, but you know, Corona. But I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. Like you said, it would be so great because we're both from Philly or we both live in Philly, not from. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So it would be great to talk in person, but this will do for now. But yeah, I'm good. I'm super excited about what we're talking about. I think it's very pertinent right now and just like isn't talked about as much as it should be. So today we're talking about burnout. Um, And I guess first and foremost, I just wanted to hear about your experience with burnout. Yeah. Um, when you told me this is what we're going to be talking about, I was like, heck yeah, I have so much experience in this. Not that that's something to brag about, but (laughs) burnout is something that I don't think a lot of people, like you said, talk about it. And it's something that can affect you both physically and mentally and emotionally. And it's completely exhausting. So I, with, I was thinking back earlier, trying to like get ready for the episode. And I was like, when, when was the first time I experienced burnout? And I think the first time I experienced burnout was when I was in college, um, for those of you, if you don't know me, I played collegiate softball and then two years in and I decided to quit. And when I was transferring and deciding, do I want to play softball at a new school or do I just want to transfer altogether? I realized that I was in a complete burnout phase with softball. And I didn't realize it because I was mentally struggling physically. I was getting like physically sick. Like I was like, I had the flu constantly every single day, even though I knew I was like healthy. Um, It was just a constant battle with myself. And I just felt so defeated all the time. And I think that's when I started understanding what burnout actually was and how common it is for people, especially college students. Um, people try to push themselves so much to try to do everything under the sun. And that's when I realized that you can't do that, you know? So that was the first time I experienced it. And then I feel like everyone has, I mean, I'll talk about this in a little bit, but everyone has their own ways of describing like what burnout is to them. And I think that's something that everyone needs to understand too, that it's completely different for everyone. So understanding what your cues are for, oh, I'm getting burnt out. I'm getting to that point. is going to be completely different than the person next to you. Mm-hmm. We both may have different ways to understand that we're burnt out. So from that experience, I was able to kind of understand when I was getting to that point where I was like, Emily, you need to slow down. Like you are not motivated. You are exhausted all the time. Like take a breather. And I actually didn't experience another like really bad burnout moment until this past year in grad school. I was working, I, this week, I remember I worked like 70 hours mm-hmm. at my job, at my first job. And then I also worked another like 10 to 15 hours at my second job, as well as going to grad school and having three classes three days a week, which were three hours long each assignments. I had an exam that week. And I just remember I was, I work at a stadium and I was walking around the stadium, getting ready for a concert. And I just remember stopping in my tracks and like collapsing. Like I was physically, mentally, emotionally exhausted. And I was just like every single thing that someone said to me, I would start crying. Like It was like a ticking time bomb. That's what Mm -hmm. was happening. And then my boss said something to me. It wasn't even like anything bad. She just had a question for me. 
And she asked me and I was like, I started bawling my eyes out for no reason. And I was like, what? (laughs) I had to take a step back. And I like, I actually turned my boss and I was like, I'm getting burnt out. Like after this week, I need a day off. And I took that day off and reset and it got me in a better place. But if you don't take control of your own burnout and like realize what burnout is and do your research and kind of understand when you're pushing yourself too far physically, emotionally, and mentally, you will become a ticking time bomb and you will explode at one point, just like me crying in the middle of a concourse of a concert venue. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think this is a really great conversation that you're bringing to your podcast. Cause I think like you said, a lot of people don't talk about burnout and don't talk about the bad things that happen. Like I think a lot of us talk about in social media all the time, all the things we do is post positive, positive, positive. I got this job. I'm getting married now. I have kids, whatever it may be, but no one posts something as like, I got burnt out today and I bawled in front of my boss and I don't know how to feel about it. Like no one posts that stuff, you know? So this is a really important conversation that you're bringing up and I'm so glad that we're talking about it. Thank you so much. And yeah, I think that in our culture that is so like, go, 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 you have to be doing everything. You have to be productive all the time that it's almost inevitable that you're going to burn out. I think what one thing you mentioned is that it's so deeply personal Mm -hmm. and that it's so emotional as well. I think about when I was a junior in high school, um, we had like a final paper and of course I was so wrapped in like the high school need to get perfect grades, need to go to college, it's whatever. Um, And this was like my last paper of the year. Then I could become a senior and I was holding everything together. And then I walk into the class that the paper is due that I hadn't started yet. And it was doing like five days, which is a reasonable amount of time. But in my mind, I was like, I need so many more days. Like I need this to be perfect. It has to be the best thing I've ever written. Like I was 17 years old and I thought I was like an author or something. Um, But this one boy in a nice way was just like, how are you doing? And I like fell apart. I think about it like if we were doing like Jenga and someone pulled out a piece and I just collapsed and started falling. I had to go to like the counselor. It was a big thing. Um, and I just think, you know, that I pushed myself to that point where someone just asking how I'm doing could really make me collapse is just crazy. Um, and one thing you said is so many pieces of your life or aspects of your life suffer from burnout, like mm-hmm. um, emotionally like you said, you're a ticking time bomb and that really affects your relationships with other people. So even if you're not mad at them or they didn't do anything wrong, like you, you could snap at them at any moment. And that's Mm -hmm. not fair to you. That's not fair to them. Um, and it just really affects the quality of your life. And I think about, um, like you said, you would get physically sick. Like junior year, I was sick all the time because I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't drinking water. Like, I I don't know why I didn't think that something was going to happen. Like every aspect of my life, I was just not doing what I was supposed to. (laughs) Um, And so I think that one thing is definitely recognizing when you are burnt out and differentiating that from just having like a lull. You know what I mean? Because burnout really is not just like a day when you're like, oh, I don't feel that well. Like burnout takes time. Um, And I think also like taking the time and space you need and not feeling guilty for it. So like when I think about it, um, sometimes I feel like, oh, I can't be taking a break. I'm going to feel guilty. I'm going to get mad. And that just Mm -hmm. affects me even taking a break. Like then there was no point. So I think you really need to take the time and space you need, recognize that you need it, you know? Um, And then also recognize that you're not always burnt out. And if you feel like you're always burnt out, then there might be other underlying issues. So like today, 
I did not want to go on a run. I was just like, it's so hot. I can't do this. And I like listened to my little app. I like used the Peloton app, which is pretty problematic anyway, but it was like a free trial. So I was like, might as well. Um, and the girl was like, you got this. You don't know your barriers until you try to push it. And then I like started running and I was like, I can do this. And that I wasn't burnt out. I was just like kind of a little lazy. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a big difference between those things and you need to recognize it, but also it's okay to be burnt out, normalize it, figure out what steps you need to take to understand it. And now we might be going into my tips. So I want to hear all about you. Sorry, I'm <laughs> taking this over. But. No, no, no. I love that you said that because I think a lot of people don't either don't think burnout is a thing for them when it actually is, or they think just because they had a bad day, that's considered burnout. And I think understanding that difference is extremely important. I mean, when I think about college and like in the midst of my college career, like when I moved to Philly for the first time, my junior year, and I was having to get used to a new city, a new job, new school, making new friends, there's a lot happening and like it's hitting you at every angle. And that happens whenever you go to college period, like it's a huge adaption period, but you need to like realize that you, like you said, you can do more than you think you can and continuing to push yourself. But that's where the butt comes in is, yeah, there's a big butt there and a big pause because you can't push yourself so much that all the other aspects of your life come crumbling down. And I think that's when the differentiation comes and you need to be really in tune with yourself to kind of see that. And that's the one thing I realized when I first got that burnout, the first time I ever had it, I wasn't in tune with my thoughts. I wasn't in tune with my emotions. I didn't know when I was pushing myself too hard. And although this stinks, I truly do think that everyone needs to experience their first burnout in order to understand what burnout is. You know, it stinks. And I hope no one, if you listening to this and you have never experienced burnout, Heck to the yeah, learn from us. Do what you're doing. Like, you should have a podcast. Tell us about it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. But just being able to know yourself, oh, this is how I feel. Like, I can feel myself getting there. Like, for example, say I'm in, like, right now in grad school, if I start the semester and I start to feel like I just, I literally can't, like, move. Like, that to me, because I'm very active. I'm in the gym every day. I go running. I do all of it. Like I'm very active. So I know my body is healthy, but when I am like, I am not mentally and physically able to do this, that's kind of a sign to me. Like, M, you need to take a step back and like, just focus on you for a moment. Like don't, and that's, that's another thing. That's a really good point that I just thought of pleasing other people two can lead to burnout, like in relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever experienced burnout in relationships before? Like giving so much of yourself to someone and then not getting it back? I think, yeah, for sure. I think that is high school in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. It's like really finding out who you want to spend your time with. Um, So I'm very lucky that I've never experienced that with like a partner, but um, I have experienced it with friends. So you know, there have been points where I'm like, I think you're great people. I think you're wonderful people. But right now I can't continue to give more than I'm getting. And I also can't try to be a person that will please you, but won't please me. Um, And so that's super important. And I think that's the big thing about like 
being okay with change, which I feel like culturally everyone has an issue with. Like you associate pieces of your identity with people or things. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like I used to play soccer. And when I stopped playing soccer, I was like, who am I? Like what just happened? And you can't associate so much of who you are with something or someone that if it's lost, you you have to rebuild yourself, you know? Um, and so I think that is like a wake up call where it's like, they can be great people. It can be a great sport. It can be a great subject, but it doesn't have to be your person. It doesn't have to be your sport. It doesn't have to be your subject anymore, you know? And that's part of changing. If you're the same person, I always think about, I was 14 years old when I started high school. If I was the same person I was when I was 14 years old, my parents spent <laughs> way too much money on education for that to be the case. <laughs> now, like I think that you need to be, or people need to be okay that they change. Humans evolve. Um, and that can be with relationships or classes or sports. Um, so yeah, for sure. And I'd love to hear your experience if you've had burnout with like a person or a sport, you talked about softball or anything. Yeah. I mean, softball, especially, like I said, that first burnout that I had was because of it. I feel like, like there were a lot of things happening at the time I was going through a breakup and like my mental health was just trash. And I like deciding if I wanted to continue to play or not, I realized I was forcing something that deep, deep down, I didn't want anymore for myself and forcing that was causing my burnout. So that's another thing. You can't force something and like keep going and keep pushing yourself. You can for an extent, like, like example, for your run, you pushed yourself to do it and you did it. But there's a point where like, if you're putting so much energy into something and you're not feeling good about it and you're not feeling happy about it. And this is in relationships, career, side hustles. Like if I wasn't as passionate about my podcast anymore and I just felt exhausted all the time putting effort in, I'm going to get burnt out really quickly because I don't feel passionate and I don't care about it. You know, I mean, I do care about it. I'm not saying I don't right now, but that's a great way to think about burnout is either in relationships or whatever it may be. If you aren't enjoying and like loving everything that you're doing and putting yourself into it fully and it's exhausting doing it, if you keep pushing yourself to do that, that's going to lead to burnout very quickly because forcing yourself to do something that you don't love is miserable. And that's why everyone always says, find a career that you love because burnout happens. And then people not saying that they're not trying to like project what happens to other people, but people hate their career. It reflects on their families. It reflects on their marriages. Like if you don't love what you do and you're forcing to do something that you don't want to do, it's going to affect your mindset, your physical state and your mental state, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I love the piece you brought in about how like you can do it for a certain extent, but not forever. And I think it's such a privilege, you know, that we love what we do and we're like some people pick certain careers or whatever, because it's for a family or whatever it Mm -hmm. may be. But you know, when it's something like a sport, a podcast, a person, you need to remember your why. And if you can't find your why anymore, then I think you need to reevaluate if your why is to please someone else. So like if I ran for, you know, I think about this a lot with like weight loss culture. If you Mm -hmm. do an activity because you want to lose X amount of pounds or you want to get abs or whatever it may be, then when you hit that point, Mm -hmm. 
what's left? Like you stop doing it. You know, I think you need to find things and I'm just pulling from exercise because obviously I don't do much in my life right now, I guess. Um, then you'll keep on doing it. You'll loving it, which you'll love it, which also means that you can take breaks from it. Like you can take a break from going on a run or reading a book or writing a paper, you know? Um, and then if you come back to it, that really proves that you love what you're doing. But if you take a break from it and you're like, oh my God, I hope to never go back. And that's when you have to reevaluate, why am I even doing it anymore? Um, so I think finding your why was actually one of my tips to remember that like you need to do things because you love them, not because someone's telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. Someone thinks you should do it. You're seeing it in popular culture. Like do what you like and then burnout still could happen. I'm not going to say that there can be. There's always yeah. a compound effect, you know? It could be this aspect of your life, this aspect of your life, and all together, it's just too much. But it will, A, happen less frequently, and you'll know how to bounce back from it. I could not agree more with your entire statement there. I mean, finding your why is, one, figuring out what your why is, is a struggle in itself, I feel like. But once you get there and you realize what it is, for me, I always tell my listeners on the podcast that it's all about the process, It's not about the end goal because once you get there, you're going to be like at the top of the mountain, you're going to be like, heck yeah, I did it. And then you're looking around and one, you're going to be completely lonely. And two, you're going to be like, where am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to go down? Like, no, I want to keep going up. So really focusing on the process. And like you said, like that goes into one of my tips, understanding that you can take a break. Like, it's not going to change. Like example for fitness, if you take a day off of working out, it's going to be more beneficial to you to take a rest day and let your muscles recover than working hard another day and just killing your muscles to the point where they're going to tear and you're going to get injury. That's what I mean. Fitness is a great example with that. But for me, something that I made sure to be incorporating into my everyday life, especially working a full-time job and a few other part-time jobs in grad school and like being trying to be fit and everything. I've understood that I need to take me time and my me time is the most important thing to me. And I prioritize that up. It's like me time and my family. That's like number one and then work, school, everything else falls underneath. But I understood really quickly that I need if not one day, at least an evening or a morning where I am just doing me. Like I'm not having any work to do. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have to see anyone, whatever it may be. And I mean, people's me times and ways they recharge can be completely different from person to person. Some people recharge by seeing people, like being with friends and like going out. That's the way some people recharge. For me, I just want to be by myself. Maybe I'm doing like a little at-home spa night where I'm like doing a long shower, reading a book, lighting a candle and just eating ice cream and watching Netflix. Like that's how I recharge. And I've realized that if I keep go, 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 like I love that. I love moving. I love doing things. But if I keep doing that, that's when burnout's going to happen. So I've integrated into my date, my date, not daily, my month. What am I saying? Weekly. Weekly? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Weekly routine at least once a week to have me time. I do daily try to do me time like in the mornings or at night, but I make sure to have a full day if I can. It's usually either a Saturday or a Sunday where I'm either running errands to just like groceries, like doing me, like driving around with the music blasting, like just spending time by myself because that's how I know I'm going to recharge for the upcoming week in order to get after it. And if I don't have that, 
that next week I am a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I just no, like, for sure. I'm stressed beyond belief. I'm like craving that next time I can have me time. And yeah. all I can look for is when's the next Sunday. Like, I don't care about what's happening right now. And it affects you living in the present too, which I learned very quickly when I didn't have that me time. So I've, that's definitely one of my tips is find a way to find your, like you time, either if it's a complete day, a nighttime, if you don't have time, at least carve an hour out a day where you're yeah. just hanging out with yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's cause it can be exhausting moving 24 seven. And that's what happens when and that's how you get to burnout. Yeah. And I, I love that too, because I think it's super important to remember that you can love to go, go, go. Like I'm someone that's like, let me write this to-do list and let me get it all done. But you can also love to take a break. I'm also someone that when I go, go, go and I don't take a break, then it's like when I spend an entire day watching TikToks. So, you know, it's like if you don't take the break, a break is going to come and you're not going to be ready. You're not going to want it. You're going to be like, what do I do? So I think it's super important to recognize that you can still love to like be a go-getter and always be out there, Mm -hmm. always be moving, but also take time for yourself and take a break and relax and really use those breaks to not be like, oh my God, what do I have to do next? But like be present, be with yourself. I think and I mentioned this earlier, I always feel like so guilty, like relaxing. Mm -hmm. And that really affects your quality of life too. Um, And also relaxation doesn't have to be like a nice fancy vacation. You know what I mean? It Mm -hmm. It can just be like your Saturday blasting the music. Like I hate driving. So mine would be like going on a long walk because then everyone around me is safe and I'm safer. So um, I think it's great to figure out what is your time. And then also to not feel guilty during it. Be like, I deserve this and I'm going to like it. Um, And I think that's also important when you think about like finding your routines or like your methods. So like if you love a slow morning, then give yourself a Mm -hmm. slow morning because if you don't, then you're going to hit a lull in the afternoon and be like, why didn't I just take the time then? Um, So yeah, that was one of my points to like find a routine. Don't feel guilty. Yeah. Don't deprive yourself of those things that you love. Like for me, I like slow mornings. I like waking up, having my cup of coffee and just staring out the window, doing my thing, like taking my time, getting ready. So I'm going to carve out that time and make sure I have it. Don't deprive yourself of those things. You have to understand like everyone is going to be different and that's another one of my tips is to like understand yourself completely like understand your burnout cues and it I can't tell you an exact way to figure this out because it took me a long time to figure that out myself Mm -hmm. and sometimes I don't even realize them until I get there like it's a constant battle but it's different for everyone so yes you can listen to both of our tips on how to like avoid burnout and everything and they may help you which is amazing but these aren't all the ways and you need to understand what helps you and what things that you love. So like you said, if you love a slow morning, take the slow morning. If you like to stay up late at night and watch Netflix by yourself, do it. Just figure out your morning routine and sleep in a little later, have less of a morning routine. Like you can carve out your own routine to kind of figure out how to incorporate 
those things, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I actually love that you mentioned that everyone is different and like you can listen to us, but we obviously, there are so many other methods and tips because I think it's important like to remember that being a human means that you have the ability to burn out. Like I am not some goddess who never burns out. I burn out all the time because I don't take care of myself properly. But you know, I think admitting that and working on ways to like I need sleep. I think I, for far too long in my education, I would like, or during my education in high school, middle school, whatever, I'd be like, I can handle five. I can handle six. But no, they would be the Friday night and I'd like sleep for 13 hours and be like, what just (laughs) happened? I think you, we, I also want to preach that like you are constantly learning and changing. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously don't, like attempt to burn out, but also don't be afraid that when it does happen and it will, you can bounce back and you'll be okay. Yeah. You definitely have to just take a step back. Like literally I try to imagine myself, like literally if my brain is going and I know like I'm getting burnt out and I'm about to get emotional, I try to like imagine my physical self stepping out of my own body and just like taking a step back. Because if you allow your mind to keep talking at you negatively and like lead down that burnout path, it's going to explode in your face. So you need to realize kind of when you're getting to that point and take a step back. So I've had an open communication with my boss since that moment happened where I bawled in her office where I've been (laughs) like, I'm just going to let you know when I need a day. Yeah. Or when I need to go like for an hour and a half lunch instead of a 30 minute, like I just need to take a step out of the office. And she was like, that's amazing. Just communicate with me and let's talk about it. Like yeah. that's the number one thing too. And I think having someone in your life, like a best friend or your parents or even a mentor that you can open up to about this, if you're feeling burnt out and just have a conversation about it. Because I've also noticed that talking about these things and like actually having those conversations not only in burnout, but every area of your life, just having those conversations and putting your words out into the world will relieve so much stress off of you too. Because I, I originally thought when I was getting burnt out that I was like, I was sick and I was just like immensely anxiety ridden, like everything, which maybe I was, but I think getting someone to talk to you about it, either if it's a professional or a friend or a family member, just to talk about it, that always helps too. Yeah, I think just normalizing talking mm-hmm. about your feelings. I think so often people try to hide everything and anything. And you know, everyone goes through this talk about it. And that that goes for so many different aspects of mm-hmm. your life, you know? But I think really being honest with yourself and those around you is so important. Um, and yeah, I guess one of my final questions would just be, and we've talked, this is the whole episode, but how would you say you remember to live a life that is a marathon and not a sprint? Oh, that's such a good question. Such a heavy question because I mean, there are so many aspects of your life that are happening 24 seven and I can get extremely overwhelmed and I'm sure once wherever you are in life, like if you're starting to dive into college and you're trying to figure out your career or maybe you're graduating and you have to get a career and like everything is happening, it's always going to be changing. Like you recently just said, change is inevitable and it's always going to be happening. So I've kind of learned to take a step back and just 
enjoy the moments and enjoy the process. I think that's the biggest thing. I'm like, I'm debating on getting a tattoo that says that because Do it. for me, I used to get very stressed out all the time about what's coming next and never focusing mm-hmm. on the now. And that would really overwhelm me. So I think for anyone that is struggling with that right now and getting like really anxious about the future or anxious about what's to come and treating it as a marathon more than a sprint, I, it's such a loaded question because I have so much to say about it, but I think I would just say, take it day by day. That's all you can do and just focus on how you're feeling and learn how your thoughts and emotions and how you're physically feeling is affecting you and your environment around you. Yeah. And well, thank you for that. And I know you have the 24 tattoo, Yeah, which I love. Yeah. I I didn't even mention that. (laughs) I think that's so cool because I'm someone that is perpetually stressed about what is happening Mm -hmm. like you know in the future not right now and I think that like all of these things really affects your life and your emotions and you need to remember what you have control over and that your timeline might be different than someone else's so you know one summer for example because I'm in the like you need an internship to get a job phase of life um you might not have anything planned out And, you know, I think it's important to think about, well, what are the things that you can do right Mm -hmm. now? So you could volunteer, you could look for a summer job, you could read more if that's what you're interested. Take a summer course. There are podcasts. (laughs) Um, And so there's just so many, you know, you have so much control being an individual, but also Mm -hmm. some things are out of your control and that is okay too. Um, so yeah, that was a very loaded question, but your response is great. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, just to have fun a little bit in life too. I think that's super yeah. important. Like you do not need to have yourself figured out by 18 mm-hmm. years old, by 24, whatever it may be. I'm still telling myself that at 23, <laughs> I think I need to have my dream job by next year. And I know that's never going to happen, but I keep putting the pressure on myself to do so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like you said, with the whole internship thing, I'm still dealing with that too. And this summer I was supposed to be in Texas for an internship. I was supposed to move there all summer and be there for an internship and it got canceled due to coronavirus. So I'm now internship and it's my last year of grad school coming up before I'm out in the, the world of the working force. And yeah. I'm, I got stressed out at first thinking, I don't have an internship. I need an internship. Let me go find one. But there's none available. Like everyone's doing the same thing right now. But like you said, taking what you have like in front of you and realize what can I actually do? So I've been taking time to focus on me and my mental health and like taking more longer walks doing the podcast more and really trying to amplify it there. I've been trying to learn little skills on the side and just focus on what's coming next. So you don't need to have everything figured out. Whoever's listening to this, get that through your skull. You're doing great Mm -hmm. where you are. Like, I think I need to listen back to this because I need to hear these words, but you're doing great where you are right now. Don't stress about what's happening in a month or a year from now or even five years from now because I, I know some people stress that far out. But focus on the now, the 24 in front of you, and you will be just fine. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I think that's everything I have. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about, bring up, tips? No, no. That was a great conversation. It actually really got me thinking about how I deal with burnout and going into the school year that's going to be happening in another month and a half or so. Um, just being really in tune with how I'm feeling and when I'm getting burnt out. So I think if whoever's listening to this hasn't really thought about that, maybe take some time to reflect, figure out your why, just all of those things. And hopefully some of our tips really helped you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. And do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you, plug your podcast, Instagram, anything? Absolutely. And thank you so much again for having me. I hope that once coronavirus goes away, we can meet in person. Yeah. Um, It'll be really great. But you guys can find me at The Purpose Project. You can search on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically any listening platform. And then we are on Instagram at The Purpose Project Pod. Um, But yeah, thank you again so much for having me. It was a lovely conversation. Yeah, thank you for being here virtually. Um, So great. Okay, awesome. Um, 